Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. And our guest for today, Joe Carnes. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Yo. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Kate, are you on? I am. Oh, there you are. Okay, cool. Welcome. And uh, we have a lot of new people in the audience today, so I want to give out a shout out and a welcome. And uh, for those of you that are new, uh, we would always gather here for uh, weekly coaching, and it's no different. You can submit questions. Uh, you can send um, you can send those in on the Social Jack platform for our members. Uh, and uh, and we always love to take questions. So we're going to go through a lot of uh, cool stuff today. We're going to give you the lineup. And uh, again, just want to welcome everybody. So our uh, social uh, Jack Twitter handle is get social Jack and then hashtag influence factory influence factory. If you want to submit things, if you have a guest that you want us to have on uh, things like that, uh, we'd love to hear from you where we've reformatted this because of you and uh, we're excited to have everybody on today. So again, a hearty welcome from uh, us here to everybody out there. Remember to maximize your learning. You know, you sort of want to take your uh, distraction device here and uh, we will instruct you from time to time to go to your phone as we're teaching you things. Um, and we have a lot of people that are listening. Uh, some people are listening on the podcast. So welcome. Uh, if you're on iTunes, Google Play, uh, YouTube, uh, we're on a bunch of channels right now, and uh, so we'll be uh, excited to pick up uh, those listeners as well. But you know, maybe just turn this over for a minute as you're as you're learning, and we want you to take plenty of notes. Whether you take notes, uh, some of you might actually take notes in your phone. I know Kate's always doing that. And then uh, we want you to take plenty of notes because our goal here is for you to be a better influencer than when you arrived. So each and every week, we're going to have uh, we're going to have special uh, news that we're going to bring you. We're going to have special lessons from our influencer development program. And then we're going to have great guests like uh, Joe Carnes and, and different folks throughout the year that are going to come on. We're going to interview them and we're going to learn from each and every person. So again, welcome. So those of you that are new, welcome. Uh, so how to engage with the GoToWebinar interface. Uh, the important thing here is that you can choose your audio preference. So you can you can load a mobile app uh, for GoToWebinar uh, if that works for you. If you want to, if you're on your desktop, like I see many people are, uh, you can have the computer audio for a phone call. You simply click on phone call and a, a number and a code pops up and you can call in. So uh, <laughs> Jimmy Z says, Joe is in the house. He gives you a <laughs> Uh, so the question, we always like to ask a question and we give out prizes at the end for the people that engage with us the most. So uh, so what we want is to make sure that uh, uh, you are engaging with us. So in the world today, who influences you? Who's your favorite influencer? We want you to type your answers into uh, the questions area. And so, uh, Kate, I'm going to ask you out there in the world, who influences you? Who's your favorite influencer? I think I say this every time we talk about it, but I love Ariana Huffington, the Huffington yes. Post. I really like her. She focuses on a lot of uh, women's issues, wellness overall, business. She kind of covers the spectrum. I really, really like her a lot. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, Joe, how about you? I don't know. It's hard to say if it's like uh, personal stuff, entertainment. I like the Next Web website. She usually has tons of cool tech stuff. 
Um, if it's like learning new marketing things, Ryan Dice from Digital Marketer is one of the best, if not the very best. So I follow him a lot. Yeah, cool. Jackson, how about you? There's a there's a lot, you know, I mean, because I, I like Joe said, you know, there's a bunch of uh, people who are like YouTube influencers, people like that, people who have a giant following on YouTube. I, you know, listen to them all the time when it comes to uh, entertainment things. But uh, for news stuff, um, I don't know. There's just so many. I mean, I would have to probably say, I mean, I, you know, I love my comedy. So going that route, it would probably be uh, like Jimmy Fallon or uh, like someone like that. So. Yeah, super cool, super cool. So we have uh, Ellen DeGeneres by Kate. We have, uh, let's see, we have uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh, we have, um, let's see, by Andy. We have, uh, let's see, um, Seth Godin. That's that's who I was, uh, I really follow Seth Godin. So Bill Durkin's got Seth Godin. Uh, let's see, uh, Satya Nadella, did I, did I pronounce that right? Um, Let's see, uh, Simon, uh, Sirik, uh, Stephen, uh, Colbert, uh, my mother. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then uh, everybody chimed in on Huffington Post. So a lot of people there with you. Uh, Joe, oh yeah, and uh, Joe Polish. Is it Joe Polish or Joe Polish? I do love, like Joe him. Polish. Yeah, thank you. So uh, so anyway, um, I have listened to him. So thank you everybody for chiming in. Uh, and uh, Leonard said my eight-year-old son. Oh, and Mick Jagger. <laughs> all right so uh let's jump in so uh super quick um uh just a shout out to our social jack members uh if you want to be a member all you have to do is go to socialjack.com and there's a small monthly membership fee remember members that you have access to logging in and uh, asking coaching questions and we now have those uh, uh, lines monitored five days a week so if you need help or anything if you're like going to do some of the stuff that joe's going to tell you how to be an influencer you just log in and you can get coaching support there uh, we also have over 250 classes in there that you can take and we have uh, things that are uploaded worksheets and things like that that are uploaded from all of our workshops uh, if you're not a member uh, welcome anyway we love to have uh, people into our community so that that's why we created uh, the influencer uh, uh, factory here, so that everybody could come in through the factory. Don't forget, uh, members, check your check your messages for discount codes. That will be in the messages box. And just a couple of announcements on training. So, a lot of you attended our workshop here in Chicago and some of our other influence workshops, uh, and we want to help you develop. So, in this, what we've done is we have uh, taken and broken up the workshop into pieces. So whatever piece applies to you, we want you to go there. So socialjackflash.com, write that down, socialjackflash.com. When you uh, go there, you're going to see a selection of different classes. The first one is on 125. And if you want to take an extra 10% off, use SJ10. If you're listening to us on the air, SJ10, get an extra 10% off. And you can register for, let's see, on the 25th is personal branding and storytelling. On uh, February 15th, it's uh, powerful uh, building a powerful social network. Uh, and then on uh, 3-8, it's how to be a business influencer and monetizing your network. Um, so with that being said, uh, don't forget, 
uh, go to uh, socialjackflash.com, use SJ10 if you want to get to those. And those are two-hour classes, so you don't have to travel. They're all online. Uh, you get the recordings, you get the materials, and everything else. So again, members, make sure you check yours for an additional 30%. Some of you with uh, the premium membership, uh, Premium Plus, uh, get uh, free classes, so make sure you use that discount code, of course. Okay, so uh, real quick, uh, Kate, do we have some news today? Yeah, absolutely. Always have the news. All right, so I'm going to make you presenter and let you show us the news. You go for it. Awesome. Um, all right. Can y'all see my screen? Yep. Cool. So um, we're going to start out with mobile marketing tips for small businesses. You guys know that I absolutely love an infographic. So of course, if you are not watching, if you're getting the recording on a podcast version, you can check this out. The link will be in the email. But um, some really important things from this article that we want to touch on is um, mobile marketing. You know, every single year they say it's the year of mobile marketing. But I think this year, bigger than ever before because in 2018 they're saying 65.9% of the earth the earth's population the owns earth? a smartphone <laughs> i don't know how they get this statistic cuz it's it's not just america it is the earth but that is a ton of smartphone users so when you're optimizing your website when you're doing all that stuff for your business you definitely want to make sure everything is mobile ready because a lot of people are surfing on their phone and i'm totally guilty i will obviously always look at my phone when i'm on the train that's where i do a lot of my browsing so um i think we all do it also 57 percent of online traffic is from mobile devices so um one thing that you might or might not know is when you're looking at your website like this, you can actually check out the mobile view by just shrinking your tab. It's just a little trick. And so this is what it looks like mobily. Obviously, if you are just listening, all you have to do is just literally make your browser smaller and you can see what it looks like on mobile. So that's a really good trick to making sure it looks good on all platforms, because according to this article that we're going to link to, people will not look at your website or go to a competitor's if they can't easily view it on mobile. So just some good tricks, something to keep in mind when you're working on your website. Keep everything phone friendly. Hey, good Kate. stuff. So yes. um, Joe uh, builds uh, or oversees hundreds of our websites. I don't know, Joe, it may be in the thousands by now. Who knows? <clears throat> and uh, as we do this, um, I just didn't know if Joe had a comment because he uh, actually teaches us a lot of this stuff, too, in terms of doing this. Is there you know, anything to say? Because this is what's called a responsive site. And I always get confused between what do people see on their iPad? What do people see on their mobile? And I think clients get confused too, because we'll have them, um, we'll have them say, oh, my logo is in the wrong spot or something like that. And so they're looking at the mobile version of their site or they have their, uh, you know, shrunk down. Joe, any comments on this? No, yeah, that's a great tip. So um, making your browser window skinnier, you can definitely preview what the mobile version would look like. If you have an older site or any site that doesn't change shape when you make it really skinny, then you probably don't have a smartphone ready or mobile responsive website and you should call someone like us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kate, what else you got for us? 
All right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Snapchat, kind of interesting stuff, new data insights to Snapchat. We've seen them a lot in the news lately. I think we've talked about them, you know, the last three weeks in a row about when they've now made stories. So you can include your website so you can target your audience that way. But some new statistics are saying that Snapchat advertising might not be the way to go. Um, 178 million daily active users on Snapchat, but a lot of them are just messaging. I'm trying to find the Discover picture right now. So a lot of people are posting on Discover to try to get their brand heard, but it turns out that they're not really using it for that. Discovery users are really, really low on Snapchat. So if you're looking to target your demographic on Snapchat, which of course is going to be a younger one, it's probably not the way to go. But we are seeing from other social platforms like Twitter, Facebook, they're all boosting engagement right now. So I'd like to think in the future, Snapchat will get on that bandwagon, but as of right now, it's probably not worth a lot of your time. Got it. Well, that's interesting. And I think uh, we're going to see more and more of this transition between Snapchat and, you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook. And a lot of people are like, well, I, I don't, it doesn't feel right for me for business, but again, it's where, uh, you know, one of the tips, and we're going to talk about this in literally 30 seconds, it's all about building your social team and your network, people that help you generate, uh, get you to your destination, right? Yep. Right on. All yeah. right. Well, thank you guys. So let's, um, I'm going to cover a quick lesson here with Joe and then we're going to get on to Joe because it is Joe's time and we want to learn a ton from Joe. So thank you guys for jumping in with us and uh, we'll see you on the back end of this. Absolutely. Okay, so super quick, um, I'm not going to jump deep into lessons here. So most of you have taken our influencer workshop or our social selling courses. One of the things that's important about being an influencer and, and Joe, we, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, a lot of times we're about building content, you help us build content. But uh, in terms of the the journey of social selling or influencer development, becoming a bigger influencer is having allies or people on your team, you know, just like we're a team here at Social Jack and Forward Progress. And, uh, and, and so um, as we do this, one of the most significant things uh, when you're looking at platforms and, and it gets overwhelming, people are like, oh my gosh, you talked about Snapchat. I'm not even doing my LinkedIn work. I'm not doing my Facebook work. I'm not doing, you know, and so uh, with you, we're going to talk about content and keywords and things like that. But I always want to make sure that we focus on the right people, you know, as we target the right people in there. Uh, any comments from your side as you're, you know, as, as we look at websites, we look at things, we look at keywords, but, you know, just give me your perspective because you're always behind the scenes in the engine room looking at what everybody's clicking on, what everybody's typing. Uh, anything you can share with us from that perspective of uh, just, just the people side? Well, um, keywords are very important and a lot of folks don't even know where to begin, so maybe that's a good place to begin. So I always recommend asking yourself, if you don't know what should my keywords be, what do you do? And if you, if you still don't do it, don't know what to put, go to your website and go to your services page. That's what you do. So if you start with those keyword phrases, that's probably a good start. And uh, then I usually just start Googling it and looking, the, looking at the recommended keywords at the bottom and that is totally free, totally available, 
and oftentimes even more accurate than the AdWords Keyword Planner tool, because those are showing you when you just look at the keywords that show up on the bottom, the recommended ones in Google, those are the organic most popular searched ones. When you use the keyword planning tool in AdWords, which a lot of people still do, I mean, that's really ranking them based on who's advertising for those, which might be the same or might not be the same. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And one of the things we say, which is the easiest thing to do, everybody. So when you guys are, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into this in a minute. Um, but one of the one of the things that we say is there's two levels of keywords, and I'm gonna get into this with Joe. Um, but one is um, how you want to be known. So you know you want your company name and you to be known, and we say those are your most important keywords. And then it's like, you know, maybe you want to be known for influencer development like we are. You know, we're an influencer marketing, influencer development. But a lot of you might not know what even the heck that means. Well, uh, you might want to be, uh, you want to increase thought leadership. So we might index and find that the word thought leadership is a big word out there for, uh, you know, for, for you guys to type in to be able to say, oh, well, you want to be an influencer and develop your influence. So there's almost this bridging that goes on. And Joe, I'm going to tease this up and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I'd like to talk about you first, Joe. So you've been around the camp here for a while, you know, and a lot of people know you. Kate was jumping in and goes, oh my gosh, he does great, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, great websites and a lot of people have, have experienced the SEO and the PR campaigns and all the cool things you do on that side. Uh, I guess the uh, thing is you've been doing this for well over 10 years. You've been a webmaster to hundreds of our clients. Uh, you're a digital conversion specialist. That means when people land on the page, you know exactly like the science be between getting them to fill something out. Mm -hmm. And then you almost worked at the CIA. You want to tell us a yeah. little bit about that? <laughs> It's one of the craziest stories ever. So when I was in college, I uh, was really into like design, graphics, the beginnings of graphics and computers and stuff like that. And I worked really hard to get into the CI internship. So the plan was if I could get this, I'd move to Washington, be in this really cool job. So I actually was able to work for like a whole year in this application process and rank in the top 10% in the country to get this internship. And unfortunately, it happened to be in uh, the fall of 2001 where I was supposed to move to Washington when 9-11 happened. The Pentagon got hit by an airplane and all of their you know, programs like this went away. Everything got reprioritized, and unfortunately, that never happened. That's crazy, man. You were like this close, this close, and now you're like an amazing webmaster SEO. Uh, you know, it's I. I would say anybody that sleeps uh, about as little as I do and learns something every day, I just got to give you a kudos because you're always coming to us with, "I found this cool new thing." <laughs> that was going to be my my parentheses that I, or your headline that I was going to Joe. I found this cool new thing, Carnes. Um, and and then and then your uh, lead guitar for a real rock band for over eighteen years. What is that? Just did that start early in life or? Yeah, I've played guitar since fifth grade and uh, started playing in an organized way in about two thousand. Played some pretty big shows. Played over fifty some venues in and around Chicago, St. Louis, Indianapolis, uh, even out in Oklahoma. I think once. Anyway, I'm more focused in my free time of like recording other bands and on the production side of things and sound engineering more than actually playing out <laughs> myself right now. But that's what happens when you get older. 
Kate, Kate's like, uh, and he's a rock star too. This is too much. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. So as, uh, as we're going to jump into some content here, uh, the next episode, uh, coming up is, uh, featuring Spencer Smith. And the reason I jumped ahead to him, Joe, is he is the gentleman that, uh, started off with a garage band and wound up, uh, playing at, um, what's that big fest in Wisconsin? Uh, the Summer big fest. music. Yeah, Summerfest. So he's going to tell that story next week. So I, I stayed in the garage with a uh, drum kit. Uh, I made it to the, a few basement parties and uh, uh, we did two bar gigs. And that's about that's about the uh, extent of my musical career. So back on Google. Um, so as we think about this, you know, there's, um, you know, so I think I think people get confused with, you know, getting to the top of search and keywords and Google. Um, so so let's let's take it down to the basic element. Let's pretend that everybody everybody on uh, on today wants to make sure that themselves first are known as an influencer. And so how do keywords play in or apply to individuals or people that want to be influencers? Right. So this kind of goes back to our, our first point. And it doesn't matter if you're trying to optimize your website or a landing page about who you are or what you're offering or your social media profiles like in LinkedIn. You want to have your keywords kind of consistent and make sure they are the very best that you want to be. So um, once you identify what you do, which should be pretty easy hopefully, and then start Googling that and see what the other suggested variations of that, you could probably come up with about 10, maybe 15, maybe even 20, depending on how many different kinds of services or products that you have, um, those really top good keywords. And that, if you want to be an influencer in your field, which we all do, that's how you want to be found. So we always like to take those top keywords and put them in as skills on LinkedIn, bake them into the body content, describing what you do on LinkedIn, maybe try to put one or two in your tagline in LinkedIn, anywhere you can. Um, without it looking too spammy or forced uh, to try and get your social media profiles to rank high for those keyword phrases, as well as your website properties. So really, it's the same principle as when we're uh, providing SEO or indexing our pages. Right. So so that's interesting. So um, and again, you know, I think a lot of people get uh, sort of confused because I'll notice that when we say, well, send your top 10 keywords, uh, they'll send us a list. And, and even as much as we know about business or about businesses, sometimes we're scratching our head and going, well, you know, who's actually searching for this or, or how does it relate? So I think about the fact that, uh, that um, how, do we, how do we best determine which keywords to pick? There's a variety of ways. So it usually ends up being a mashup of just initial knee-jerk reaction, what you think it should be. And once you type those into Google and you start seeing what the suggestions are, a lot of times light bulbs start going off like, oh yeah, that's that's obviously how people are searching for it more so than what I thought. Um, so there's the suggested results, which is what I call them in Google search, um, which it looks like you're pulling up now. Yeah, well there's actually, hold on, let's ask the audience. So can everybody type in, if you could, if you could be known for one phrase or get found by one phrase, what would that one phrase be? We'll play with some of the audience, um, some of the audience things here. So we had somebody type in innovation. So, uh, you know, so we'll just use the word innovation. I would be more specific. Okay, so coach us on this, Joe. What would we, 
coach us on that? Um, usually in most fields, it has to be at least two words because if it's too general, then Google just doesn't have enough to go on to, to recommend what you're looking for. So you don't need a super long tail keyword phrase that has like seven words in it, but you probably shouldn't have one either unless it's an industry where that literally can only mean one thing. So, so it might be business innovation. It might be marketing innovation. It might be food science innovation. And James just put in innovation problem solving. Okay. So coaches, I pretend I'm James and I'm like, I want to be found for innovation problem solving. Does that make Scroll sense? Down to the bottom. Okay. So we're scrolling down to the bottom for those of you on the phone, and uh, we see a list of searches related to innovation problem solving. And those of you that are online can follow along. Um, <laughs> Andy's like, uh, Andy, who's a client of ours, is like, I typed in Porsche expert and my company came up uh, in organic is number one. <laughs> nice job. All right, so uh, so on this one, it says examples of innovation solutions to problems. So uh -huh. what would you tell us to, what's your thought on this, Joe? Well, I don't know enough about this uh, user's specific business or what they do to really know. This sounds a little too general still. So it may be correct, but only if this individual um, really truly is a consultant for people who have who could come to him with any kind of innovation you can imagine if it's business innovation if it's you know within a particular industry i would use that industry word to start with so that these recommendations are more accurate and applicable right so um and so what what i would suggest is for him to go talk to his clients or his prospects and 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 what i always say and this is simple write this down folks how would you look for me? You know, so ask, you know, um, uh, you know, you know, ask, you know, and actually Bill just put this in. So, uh, you know, so ask your clients um, what, uh, what they're, you know, what, what, how they find you, how they, how they look for you. So let's, uh, let's play with uh, one more here. So I have uh, cyber con compliance and solutions. So this one might be a little more concrete. Um, cyber. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with cyber compliance. Uh -huh, that's good. Just break it down, right? Smallest. So cyber compliance, and uh, we're just googling this, folks. And so at the bottom of Google, now we have cybersecurity compliance uh -huh. standards, cybersecurity compliance program, cybersecurity compliance training. What is information security compliance? So then, how do you make a choice? You know, what is the next step on this? Right, so these these are longer salute longer keywords. We call them long tail keywords, and these are usually pretty easy to get found for because they're longer. And some people don't like to focus on these because, like, well, it doesn't have enough search volume because only you know 100 people search for it per month, and I want ones that have a thousand or higher. Well, if you have 10 or 15 or 20 of these longer ones and they each have 100 searches and they're easier to rank for cumulatively you will get just as much traffic as you know spending thousands of dollars to try and go toe-to-toe -to -toe against your biggest competitors or pay for adwords or whatever for that one general one like the one you typed in which is much more difficult to rank for so it doesn't mean that you shouldn't include that one if you want to have like a top 10 but usually you should 
you know, identify the, the short, very popular, widely used versions of your keywords, and then these longer tail versions as well. So it's just kind of common sense. Most of these look pretty applicable, just like I'm imagining if I was this company, but probably not ones with jobs, because obviously they're not probably offering jobs in this. They want to be found for the standards, the program, the security compliance, maybe training, probably not. So training and jobs, I would omit. Right, right. So then, you know, and, and you know, how much of this falls into play now? So let's say, you know, we're like Bryant, we're in the cybersecurity space. I believe he offers uh, consulting, uh, you know, coaching, you know, projects for this to go into his clients, uh, maybe some level of training. So you, when do you start determining that you're going to uh, sort of patch words together and make these longer tail keywords? Well, it's usually good to have the, like identify what the competitive ones are. So if you start Googling like you did and you see, you start scanning down and seeing your big competitors, you're in the right place because those <laughs> right. big competitors are probably spending a lot of money and have for many years to rank organically um, high for these keyword phrases. So even if you just kind of scan the titles of these, IT security and risk, IT security yeah. would be one, risk, IT risk consulting would be one. IT security compliance would be one. So you, uh, I usually just kind of look at these titles and come up with other keywords to swap in and come up with, you know, maybe five, 10 variations. Interesting. Interesting. So, so as we discover, so does anybody have any specific uh, uh, questions related uh, for Joe related to um, sort of how to figure out your keywords? Because, you know, again, this is, you know, a lot of times when we're doing this and we have accounts that come to us, we're spending a lot of time starting with what they believe their keywords should be. We ask questions like what Joe is talking about here, and then we have them talk to their clients and, and ask questions there. And, and that's also for clarity of message too. And, and you know, in, a, in some upcoming, we're gonna um, have Mary Rodriguez on in a few weeks, and she's the chief storyteller for Microsoft. She's gonna tell us about storytelling, but again, you want it so it's digestible to other people. And so this is where I always, you know, in the workshop, I'll say, well, put in your keyword of how you want to get found. And we have a lot of great examples here. And then I'm like, you know, now what do your clients call it? There's like this parallel there seems to be. It's like, well, mm -hmm. clients might say cybersecurity compliance, um, or they might say uh, regulatory compliance in cybersecurity. They won't necessarily exactly say cyber compliance. So Joe, in the content that we post in the um, in the profiles that we build, uh, is it is it really just population wins in this game? You know, in terms of the more you, you repeat the phrase cyber compliance, cyber compliance, cyber compliance, and, and that's sort of the the name of the the easy name of the game, I guess. It's a good place to start. Obviously, if there's a lot of competition, it's it's easy for anybody to put these keywords in. So if you have a pretty competitive space and there's other people doing this right, then there's no guarantee you can rank number one, but it's definitely a best practice to bake these keywords in as much as possible without looking too spammy. Right. And then we'll get into the next section when we talk about getting backlinks and other ways to rank high other than having good keyword phrases baked in. Right, so a couple of questions coming in. If you are a common uh, one word, how do you, if you are a common one word keyword, um, uh, how do you increase that one word? Like, how do you know what to add to it? That's a good question. Uh, the answer is, no matter what industry you are in, 
you aren't really just a one word thing. So tell me what the one word is and I'll give you my 20 variations off the top of my head. Well, I think it's actually two words. I think she had gut health in here, uh, but she has it as one word. I think that's two words, but maybe it's one word in the gut health and the health and wellness business. Okay, so if that is the, truly this main focus of um, you know what your all your services and products are around, I would Google that and see what what exists around that. So it might be a certain ailments. It might be a weight loss situation having to do with gut health. It, there might be very popular medications having to do with gut health. Those are all ways that people are searching for things around what you do. And if you start getting well-known and become an influencer for all those different things, you start writing blog posts on uh, different ways to remedy these <laughs> ailments and things like that. That's how you can capture all these people around what you do. Uh Let's see. Uh, we have some people helping out here too. Holistic uh, dige uh, digestibles, uh, digestion, and uh, microbial supplements. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Andy, where did you learn all this stuff? You're a car guy. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, so the other thing, Joe, I always wonder because uh, we've talked about this in the past, but not recently. As I typed in gut health, it has mm -hmm. now gut health diet diet or anxiety, depression, acne, food, supplements. Are these good indicators of popular yes. results as well? Absolutely. So that's just a kind of a continuation of what shows up on the bottom as like uh -huh. their final best guess. But uh, typing things in here are, is an excellent way to get other usually low-hanging fruit ideas. And I've seen some, uh, you know, keyword specialists even go like, space a backspace space b like put in just the first uh, letter of the entire alphabet to see all the recommended ideas with your keyword phrase interesting. so right there gut health companies who would have ever thought that people are searching for gut health companies but they are and if this individual is a gut health you know specialist you know gut health companies is a very likely a way that a lot of users are searching for their type of service Okay, so what I'm guessing uh, as I'm, you know, as I'm going through this, this gets a little overwhelming because you have, you know, you could wind up with a thousand keyword and keyword phrases. Right. So, so usually it's good to have that big robust list and then, you know, put them on a spreadsheet or Word doc or just get out of Google then and just kind of stack rank them where you think. Oh yeah, that's definitely me. Or you know, this one's gonna bring up too many other things that aren't really me or what I do. So I'm gonna explain that one. I'm gonna put it at the bottom, and just kind of stack rank what you come up with to come up with that really good top ten or fifteen ways. Interesting. So so that's sort of the keyword game. But you know, when you and I were talking earlier, you said there's really three sections to the science of this if you really right. want to get to the top of Google. There's, there is one more thing with this. So oh, yeah, a lot of users will try and use expensive keyword tools and software and stuff to come up with this stuff. All that software is really doing is exactly what we just did here. It's, tr it's rooting out and using Google's API to figure out what these suggestions are. And you don't need to waste your money on things like that. Usually this is a great exercise that you could do totally for free, very easily. And the next step to find out just like the big elephant in the room ones are is the, the old fashioned Google AdWords keyword planner tool. So the, the little bit of value that that tool still has is to just show you, okay, you copy and paste it in these 10, 15, 20, however many keyword phrases that you think are the good ones. Now Google will spit out in that tool 
here is okay search volume for all of these that you put in and then they'll recommend some other ones so that's that's a way to get like the big super popular general ones that should at least you know be in the mix yeah that's that's excellent and um does it does it matter here that it says there's 75.9 million results that came up in 50.56 seconds you know there's so many websites out there that's a decent barometer but i don't take too much uh, into that anything <clears throat> over 10 20 000 is the same to me of uh, 75 million cool so with that being said is um what i liked that you that i heard you say is that you can get ideas from your competitors so make mm -hmm. sure you heard i want to, i want to make sure everybody writes that down so get ideas from your competitors as you're googling pay attention because this can also help um how many people on with us like do uh podcasts like this or you write articles you do webcast you're naming things in this space brian you're doing a, a cyber compliance uh, i think event well to get titles and things like that um you want to make sure that that you're aware of what other people are naming things. So one thing that I like that you said, Joe, is, is a hot tip. If you're blogging or thinking about that, is is typing in the keywords into Google, and you should see the most current relevant things pop up that could be titles, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay, so uh, as we're on the climb to the top of Google, what's the sort of the the other parts of the formula here? Right. So the, the main things are the keyword stuff that we just talked about. And there's even, even though Google's algorithm for SEO and ranking has changed a bazillion times over years, uh, there's some things that just will never change. And that is having strong endorsements from very reputable websites. And so people know them as backlinks, but there's been this huge trend of just getting any kind of backlinks you can, and they end up looking very spammy and fake to Google. A lot of websites are getting penalized now, unindexed, taken off of Google search. Just, it's not worth it. Um, and we all get the emails every day from the spammers saying, oh, I'll get you to the top of Google, and we'll give you all these backlinks. You don't want those. So it really just takes three or four or five really good strong backlinks from highly reputable websites and your website will begin usually ranking for all of the great keywords that you've baked in especially if they're longer longer tail ones like we looked at in the last exercise so it's it's the keywords it's strong backlinks from highly reputable websites and the third thing is the google reviews and having a business profile on google yeah, that's, that's cool. So, um, so, you know, and a lot of people, um, well, you hold a lot of weight in terms of people showing up on the map, right? The Google map up here. Mm -hmm. So, so what is, what is the relevancy or the weight to that? You know, right. why is that important? So no matter what Google's trying to do at the end of the day, their main focus is to provide people searching with what they think is the most helpful information and the most legitimate information. So the great thing about the map. Hey, look at section, that, Joe. Influencer yeah. marketing company, Chicago, we're one and exactly. two. Sorry, I didn't know that, folks. So just so you know, I'm excited. All right, so 
we we've been under a big rebranding thing over the last you know six to twelve months with this, and we didn't show up show up on the map at all for this uh, keyword phrase. So we've been doing kind of our own strategy over the last months, and now we're on the map, which is great. So what's incredibly powerful about being on the map, being on the map, and I'm sure a lot of people know this already, is you show up at the top almost every time, and and sometimes even above the advertisements. And people pay a ton of money to have those ad slots. And so being able to get on the map for very cheap or free, depending on your industry, uh, is incredibly powerful. There's a statistic out there that in the law industry, if you're a legal uh, you know, lawyer, whatever, um, one map spot in any major market, Chicago, New York, LA, San Diego, is worth $1 million per year in additional revenue. A $1 million per year in additional revenue if you're a lawyer and you can get one of those map spots. So as you can probably imagine, that's fiercely competitive to get on the map. And a lot of marketing companies are still using old dated strategies to get on there. And um, they've got some easier ways. Yeah, so, so give us a couple of the tricks of getting on the map. Right, so... Uh, Google looks at trying to figure out, okay, who's searching in these local markets? Because it's all about local when it comes to maps. If you search for a particular store or kind of store and you're in Chicago, you're not going to see stores come up on the map in Google results that are in New York. And that's because right. Google knows where you are and it's always trying to show you the most nearby relevant uh, results. So it has to do with verifying your address first and foremost so you can't even get on the map until you verify your address with google and nine times out of ten that means creating your google business profile account so if you just google google business it'll come up log in create it uh, verify your address and so you basically just type in your address verify that yep this is me right here on the map and then you'll press a button and Google will say, okay, we're gonna send you this postcard with the code on it. That's how they verify who you are. And that step alone is why Google gives more weight to showing businesses on the map, sometimes above even ads or in all the organic results, is because remember, they, they wanna show the most legitimate, real, verified results first, and that have the highest rating, which is the next right. thing. Um, so if you think about all the backlinks people can get, you can get a bazillion backlinks and pay an SEO company a million dollars to get you to the top of the organic results, but you still have never really verified your physical address. So right. that's why Google puts a lot of weight into these map spots because all these businesses in the map have verified their address. So if somebody wants to, wants, and actually Bill had mentioned, uh, does it, is it important to put like the local market word like Chicago in your content and in your profiles, if that's where you're focused on is one market? Yes. Okay. So, so real, it, it's funny. One of the lowest hanging fruit, easiest ways to rank is to not kind of not cheat, but maybe tweak the name of your company or at least start calling your company your name of your company and what you do like together in one thing. So you'll, you'll see so here you, that we did, are. Yeah. You did that for us here, right? Influencer marketing company. Right. Oh, right. And, and if you look at the name right there, it's Ford progress, digital marketing agency. So, um, 
a lot of times businesses say, well, this is my legal entity name, which is just one word or two words. So that's what I'm going to put as the business title. You can put in other words. Now, if it starts looking fake, Google can block it or try and verify it and suspend your account. So you don't want to push the limit and make it super long. But uh, like with uh, Tisfit, we, we made hers like Tisfit Personal Training. Sounds totally legit. That's exactly what she does. A lot of times she refers to herself that way. And by doing that, We've put that personal training phrase in the actual title. So now she's showing up on the map more often because it's very easy for Google to connect the dots and say, oh, yeah, she's here. That person's nearby. They're looking for personal training. We're going to put her on the map. And the same with uh, Strazeri Mancini, the law firm in San Diego, right? So uh, same same thing with elder law and estate planning and that sort of thing. We, we've sort of enhanced their look. Um, one of the questions uh, comes in, does Google still mail a postcard with a code to the address to verify? Nine times out of 10, yes. Uh, we have actually had one or two cases, and one was very recent, where a phone, the phone number used was somehow very well known that it had it had to be part of that location. It might have been like the main phone number for like the whole business building or something. So, so in that case, they actually let the business be verified by phone instead of actually mailing the postcard. But nine times out of ten, the postcard's got to come. All right. Um, Tanya uh, sends in, we have a business profile, but also two Google Plus pages and they don't all connect. Should I delete the Google Plus pages? Usually it's not ever good to, to totally delete something. It's like uh, closing an old credit card you don't use anymore on your credit report. Um, so it's it's helping you, even if it's in a tiny way, it's probably still helping you as long as you have, you know, it's pointing to your website, uh, you post to it once in a blue moon and those posts come back to your website. What you should do is get at least one Google Plus profile that is in sync and does match uh, the business name. The keyword phrase is post to it once in a while, at least, that links back to your main website. Yeah, what's interesting, um, uh, Glenn asks, what if I never get the card from Google? <laughs> and talk to the person in the mailroom. Uh, <laughs> We've, we've we've lost i mean we've been in big buildings and we've missed someone has misplaced them a number of times if uh if it doesn't come within five business days it's lost somewhere and you can just log back into your account click the button that says send it again and they'll they'll mail it again you can put like someone's attention on them now so they realize that a lot of these big office buildings might have, you know, 100 units. And so you could put, you know, attention, Dean Delisle or attention, the lady at the front desk or whatever that might be. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Joe. How many have I lost? I can't count. <laughs> Poor Joe would send it to me and then uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he would uh, he'd be, hey, did you ever get that Google card? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I threw it out, you know, because honestly, it comes and sometimes it looks like. When and they ad. give you those $50 gift card from Google for advertising and things like that. So uh, it can easily be, um, and I would just reapply. Isn't that what you did? You just went in and yeah, pushed the button, the button again. Yeah. So um, one question we get a lot is, well, I work from home. You know, do I have to put my home address on there, which a lot of people don't like to display online? And the answer is you can if you're comfortable with that, but another route is to just get, you know, mailboxes, et cetera, something at the UPS store, whatever the cheapest mailbox 
is and use that address as your business address. Now, some mailbox places may not like to be overloaded with these things coming, but the ones that I've used in the past and other people have used in the past works totally great. And that business does show up now, even on local search and map for these things. And nine times out of 10, they just press the website button and you end up getting website traffic from it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so uh, in the few minutes that we have left, you know, so we've talked about the importance of keywords, making sure they're in all your profiles, websites, uh, making sure that uh, it's in your content, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it should be in your content. So anything you're doing, um, Jimmy, as Jimmy Z said, I'm going to go here. Uh, so we talked about getting on the map, filling out your card and your profile and things like that. Um, what about uh, getting backlinks? What is the right. best way? So the what, well, what is what is a backlink? It's, it's where there's a link to your website from another website. So you actually just listing your your website URL in your Twitter account that shows up and that's a backlink pointing to your website. But you have to think to yourself, how easy is it for other people to get this? Well, it's very easy because all you need is a Twitter account. So the more difficult it is to get and the more specific it is to your industry, and the more reputable and high ranking that website is, the stronger it's gonna boost your website. It's no different than getting an old fashioned referral from somebody or a recommendation from someone. If you've got Bill Gates saying, Dean's the best in the world, do business with Dean, that's gonna hold a lot of weight because it's Bill Gates saying that. So it's no different than a website. So where I like to usually start is say, okay, if you're a business, who do you do business with? What partners do you have? Or what vendors do you have that are big and powerful that can point to you? So um, I know a tech company and they are partnered now and they've worked super hard to get certified by VMware. VMware is a huge tech company. So they now show up on VMware's partner page pointing to their website. So not only are they getting obviously some leads from that, but Google sees that backlink, this big powerful tech company pointing to the very small tech company based in Chicago as a huge benefit, huge like recommendation or validation of like, wow, that's that's really strong. So now that's ranking higher. So I'd start with who your partners are. Um, once you're beyond that, hopefully you got one or two good backlinks from that. Um, we go to the next tier. And again, things have changed a lot. A lot of websites where it was okay to get backlinks from now, Google doesn't like because they look really spammy or that website that you were on now has a bazillion outbound backlinks. So it's been completely de-indexed from search. So we've been focusing on um, where are the most reputable websites that we can get ranked on and get clients ranked on for the least amount of money. And that has proven to be over and over these press releases. Yeah, we're doing this with a lot of, uh, whenever we launch an influencer, a lot of you we've launched as influencers <clears throat> or uh, we're launching your company, uh, we'll do these SEO press releases. And if you just go to our you know website under services, you can hear more about it. But really what it's doing, and Joe, I've just been blown away by the results. I was, I was looking at the Google search. And if you type in influencer marketing company in Chicago, uh, the suggested searches are forward progress and social check. <laughs> wow, I didn't see that at the bottom. I know, and I think Great. that's because I think that's because. And so, what this does is when we do these press releases, they're really SEO, 
And so they put your name in the news so you can say, hey, we've been on ABC, CBS, mm -hmm. all the news stations, pick them up, a minimum of 200. And some of them have gone over 400, depending on the news. And mm -hmm. then what happens is all those news sites are, are pointing back to that website. So first thing, you need a good website because you don't want to pay for all that traffic and eyeballs. But if you're looking to climb to the top, the combination of content like uh, blogs, podcasts, uh, papers, uh, PDFs, things like that, and then making sure that you put your website on everything and point everything back to your website. I think Andy did a good job. He was recently on a podcast and published somewhere else and, and always made sure that that MidwestPerformanceCars.com was, was pointing back to that, um, you know, pointing back to uh, that main website of his. Right. So the press release does at least three big things for you when crafted just right like we do it, is you get your message out there, which is the obvious part. You get to say that you're on these big news affiliate sites, which is the obvious part. But cr crafting the article in such a way and leveraging the three allowable backlinks, you can only put three in there, um, to be the keyword phrases that you wanna be found for and also using like usually a little bit longer versions of them. So you're almost guaranteed to rank on page one. So it kind of depends on how you want to structure these. We do some where a client wants to just try it out and they can only do one, they can only afford one. So in that case, we would recommend using a little bit longer keyword phrases so you can get the maximum benefit and lift out of just that one press release. The better way to do it is treat it more like an SEO service where you want to do one, two, however many per month on an ongoing basis. So every single month you've got more really powerful backlinks being created and each time with different ideal keyword phrases that point back to your site. So you get the strong backlinks on these really high authority websites. So when Google sees these, usually if you did this with anything else, you'd be penalized if 400 backlinks show up in one day, all pointing to your website properties. But Google sees that these are on news sites and, and they know it's totally normal for a press release yeah. to be posted on all these at one time. So right. not only is there no penalty for that, but it's an incredible, like almost immediate gratification where usually with just in one or two days, you start seeing, you know, the rankings get higher and higher. Got it. Got it. Okay. So we're coming up on time. I'm going to ask, I'm going to take a couple more questions here. And folks, while we're doing this, uh, we're, Jackson's going to be picking who the most engaged person was with us today. And we'll give out some uh, two Starbucks gift cards. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and launch a couple of these questions. Um, and uh, Joe, while I'm doing this, uh, Kent asks a really good question. Should we have the whole website scrubbed? Should we have the whole website scrubbed and repaired uh, by professionals like us uh, first before trying any of this, like, like, you know, getting to the top of Google? So is it like where you could like just be conscious and start doing things now, uh, like on the SEO side? Um, and then maybe uh, climb to, uh, to to working on the website. What's the best way to do that? All right. It, it, it kind of depends. It, there are some easy tools to use that are free if your website is built in WordPress. So I guess if your site's built in WordPress already, you can install a plugin like Yoast SEO. Y-O-A-S-T. Yoast SEO. It's free. Uh, they do have premium versions. But even with just the free one, you can then look at each page in your 
edit view and it'll say, okay, this is what you want to be found for. Or this is the keyword focus for this page. Here's how you're doing. And it's almost like a coaching tool. Now there are more sophisticated plugins like SEO presser and stuff that we use that'll really help you optimize each page. But that, that's a great place to start just to get a state of the union on where your site is if you have a WordPress site. If you don't have a WordPress site, there are maybe some scanning tools that are free out there. But um, it's hard to say without seeing your site. I mean, if it's if it's relatively new, if it's you know you built in the last ten years, it probably should be pretty good. And as long as you know you're coming up for some of your top stuff, and it looks like you've got at least a good amount of your ideal keywords baked in already, and you can jump right to you know blogging, creating posts. Another great tip that when we looked at that last example, there was a couple questions showing up at the bottom down there of, oh, uh, okay. it was the IT security one. So if you oh, ever see right. a question in the, in the popular results down there, write a blog post with that exact title and answer. Oh, the that's awesome. Did you guys catch that? Write a blog post. Okay. So I'm going to take one more question here. I've got one more poll. So uh, you guys know we have an influencer development program, no secret there. Uh, so, you know, it's a 90 day program. If you want us to make you an influencer, uh, we have flash classes coming up. We have press release uh, service that Joe was talking about to jump you to the top of Google, or we have monthly social media and other stuff. If you want to talk to any of our folks about it, uh, just, uh, you know, it helps us uh, produce these shows and everything else and pay the bills as uh, as we work hard. So I'm going to go ahead and launch this poll. Uh, Joe, Jimmy Z had a great question. How about uh, events, um, events uh, listings in newspaper, local events, calendars for a backlink? So, um, you know, so, so, you know, I guess I, what I'm hearing here is there's like meetup groups and uh, there's actually free listings for events. Uh, and even if you don't, if you use key, I would say use the keywords and events, but do you think those help to, to use as backlinks? It depends if it has an on, it has to have an online version, obviously. So being in a print newspaper is not necessarily, necessarily going to guarantee that that publication has an online equivalent where they right. have that backlink. Okay. So first you have to verify that it's actually online somewhere and that it's on a page that has a direct URL. So okay. if that's the case, it, it should help. But a lot of those um, have figured out that a lot of people may want to abuse it or just put spammy links on there or use them for backlinks and not have high value. So a lot of them may be making those what are called no follow links, Got which it. means that even though you have a backlink there, you're not getting any Google love for that. Got it. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Wow. looks like over half of you have uh, clicked on the polling screen. So appreciate that. We'll follow up with you on those. Um, and uh, obviously, you know how to find us. Uh, real quick, um, the uh, Jackson, you want to jump on and announce the winner here real quick as we uh, as we close out? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yep, we got you, man. Awesome. So the most engaged was uh, Kate Bosum. There you go from nice. uh, from Child's Voice. Look at that, and uh, and actually, it's an amazing Kate. You'll get a uh, uh, you'll get a, um, a gift card, a uh, Starbucks gift card. Uh, the most important thing, folks, is on this engagement. So the reason we do this is because the secret to influence, the secret to um, really effective uh, building a community and be, being a good influencer is to generate engagement. Everything Joe has told you, 
only matters if people click on stuff. And then when they click on stuff, are you engaging with them when they get to the destination, when they get to the website? So we'll cover that in, in some other lessons, but um, I, uh, uh, I just want to I just want to thank Joe for all of his wisdom, his commitment uh, to to all of our clients and to the company here. So thank you, Joe, for everything that you do for us, and uh, thanks Jackson for the whole production team. And Kate is uh, back there on social media, responding and helping with everybody on there. So I just want to thank. Uh, everybody on that side. And don't forget next week, uh, we're going to have uh, Spencer Smith. Uh, Spencer is amazing. Uh, he also uh, plays in the uh, digital marketing space and is going to have a ton of cool things to share. And we'll get to hear his journey of influence, which is uh, pretty cool as well. So, also, uh, oh, yep. We, yep, have, we have the cheat sheet, which shows the top ways to optimize your blog post or web page. And so we'll have that as a link as well. Oh, yeah, cool. And then we'll actually, and all members, uh, remember, all those documents are in the uh, in the uh, Social Jack Resource Center. So before we go, what is one thing that you guys learned today and you're going to take with you? That is our commitment that you always take one thing, and when you leave, you put it into action. Give us that one thing real quick. You know, 60 seconds. We'll see how fast people can type. What is the one thing... There we go. So let's see. Google Maps. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send in my postcard again to Google. <laughs> so that seems gotta to be a done. good one. Yeah, gotta get it done, right? And uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna work on my keywords. So a lot of people working on keywords. That's good. Let's see. Um, they signed up for the class, so that's good. So we always love when people sign up for the flash classes on personal branding and storytelling. Uh, working through uh, everything is verified. Um, and uh, James is like getting the postcard, so that's funny. So, uh, yep, and uh, uh, SEO, uh, they picked up a lot of good tips on the tools. So we'll put notes in here. Remember, uh, Jackson, where are we at? We're on YouTube, we're on uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, where else? Uh, on our site, uh, the app at .socialjack.com, and uh, that's in our resource center. And if you aren't registered, I will put the uh, link to register in the chat section. All right, cool. So, uh, so once you're a member, you can uh, have full access to to every all the content. And I think we're on SoundCloud too, right? Uh, yes, we are. Okay. All right, folks. Well, plenty of ways to access your content. Joe, thank you again for helping us climb to the top of Google in 2018. And from all of us here at Social Jack uh, headquarters, we will see you online climbing to the top. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.